Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Sometimes the top story is just there, easy to see, no questions asked. Sometimes you got to dig for it. Sometimes you got to look for it. But if you're lucky, if you're lucky, sometimes the story that nobody else is looking at, nobody else is paying attention to, or at least in the way you're paying attention to it, just drops in your lap as if manna from heaven. That's what I just got from John Kerry. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. No, don't get me wrong. The Ocasio-Cortez audio, why don't Republicans want to teach their kids how not to be racist? It's the elitism on display. Don't you know that you're the problem, that you don't know anything? What makes you think that you have in any way, shape, or form some kind of lock on decency and humanity and goodness? Why do you continue to move down the line in such a way with this irrational thought that you know best to teach anti-racism why don't republicans want their kids to know the tradition of anti-racism in the united states why are republicans trying to ban books in this country why are republicans trying to ban speech why are they trying to fire certain professors why are they attacking the core roots of history in this country that strays anything beyond what we already know in fact you have folks like kevin mccarthy making statements that sound like he's never even read Martin Luther King in his life, trying to ban books that actually talk about the history of the civil rights movement and institutional racism in the United States. It is the political left that has banned Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier. We should be opposed to the banning of books. Which books do you believe are being banned? Nobody is talking about banning Ibram Kendi's book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. It's just noting that the book teaches racism. No one has discussed banning Robin DiAngelo's book, White Fragility. It's just important to know that she's just on the grift and taking advantage of people. She is coming from no place of fact or knowledge, and there's Don Lemon eating it up. Why don't Republicans want us to learn how to not be racist? Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? Do you know how absolutely diseased that is? The manipulation of a conversation? Let me say it this way to Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You don't know how not to be racist, you anti-Semite-loving bigot. I'm up for the fight.
You talk and hang out with Jeremy Corbyn. You defend Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. You don't want to, you want to be called an anti-Semite? All right, you commie-loving jerk. Oh, is that too much? Well, you sided with Cuba over the United States and determined that the people of Cuba aren't actually protesting against the oppression of the communist dictatorship, but rather it's the evil of the American embargo. What name do I get to call you? No, I get it. We'd be better off if we weren't calling anybody any names. But you lie like this. That's a pretty jerky thing to do. You lie about Republicans, what Republicans are saying. You lie about critical race theory. You lie about anti-racism as if you have a secret knowledge that other people simply do not have. And while that's wholly untrue, this brings us to John Kerry, the failed presidential candidate, the former senator from Massachusetts, the guy who threw his medals over the wall when I don't think he actually did, and now the climate envoy for Joe Biden. So, obviously, we're meeting at a very difficult time in the pandemic. And the COVID crisis still holds too many people at risk of severe illness, hospitalization, and death. And while the extraordinary technological development of vaccines is helping to ease the crisis, we are obviously not yet through it. I am very sorry to say uh, the suffering of COVID will be magnified many times over in a world that does not grapple with and ultimately halt the climate crisis. Oh, COVID? Well, yeah, that's a thing. But why should it interrupt my desires to talk about climate change and how the world is going to just end because it was supposed to end in the 70s and then we were going to be drowned in the 90s and the 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. I, but, but now I'm the climate czar, right? I'm the climate envoy. I can't miss my opportunity. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away it's pathetic how great oh you're only worried about covid (laughs) let me tell you what you should really be worried about don't have the luxury of waiting until covid is vanquished to take up the climate challenge so it's good to be back in the uk where my friend alok sharma and his team are hard at work preparing to host the UN Climate Conference, COP26 in Glasgow, this November. And I am particularly grateful to join you in this remarkable setting. It's an amazing place, which is both a living tribute to nature's beauty, but also its fragility. And fundamentally, the struggle to tackle the global climate crisis is just as simple and profound as this place. It's about protecting and preserving the fragile world that we share. It's about understanding that it costs more 
not to respond to the climate crisis than it does to respond. And it is without exaggeration about survival. Oh, again, it's about survival. The same exact argument that Representative Ocasio-Cortez makes about Republicans and CRT, which is more than just Republicans, by the way. Lots of parents, regardless of their political affiliation, don't want this bigotry taught. And it is bigotry. It teaches hate. It teaches oppressed versus oppressor. It teaches classism. It teaches people to strip away people's individuality and only look at color of skin. It declares a level of guilt for existence. That's what CRT does within the schools through that concept of intersectionality. That's what anti-racism does in stripping away the individual. But it's, it, you know, it's, they, they, they know. You don't know, they know. It's the same conversation from John Kerry. Why don't you want these things that we tell you are good for you? The climate loons have been lying about the climate since the beginning. In the 70s, it was ice ages. It was John Kerry who said, I forget the year, that the the seas were going to rise and we were going to be underwater. And of course it never happened. Talk to hunters. Talk to farmers. Talk to ranchers. These people. These people understand about conservation. They understand the need for a good, healthy planet and good, healthy soil to be able to create lives and build lives. They get it. They've always understood it. You, you now want to declare that they, they don't because you do? The person who works the land doesn't get it, but the guy in, in the suit that his wife bought him and flies private gets it? But what they do is, is that they start from a point of view. And the point of view is we have the secret knowledge and you must follow us. And if you don't, well, then clearly you hate children. You want your kids to be racist. You want your kids to die. You don't want your kids to have clean air and clean water. We get how foolhardy they sound. Now, this brings us to uh, that, that, that part two conversation. Which is, shouldn't we just let these people talk themselves out of existence? Shouldn't we let them just talk and talk and talk, and eventually they'll exhaust themselves from their nonsense? This actually got brought up to me uh, by by my wife, who was listening, I, th- I think it was to the Rogan podcast, and uh and I, gu- I guess it was it was this conversation about could could things accelerate like that's where it came from. And, and when, I, when I heard her say this, I said, no, it can't. So the idea was, you know, the, if, if you just let these people talk and talk and talk, eventually everyone will get sick and tired of them and wear themselves out. Conceptually, I get the point. There are two problems. Number one, you'd have to accept the fact or you have to understand the fact in order to accept the fact that the left never tires Part of being on the political left is always finding a new boogeyman, always finding a new enemy. Because if you don't, how can you elevate yourself? 
Since so much of the leftist worldview, political view, is about elevating oneself over others, you must constantly be finding the thing that you must elevate yourself over. Therefore, something has to be wrong. Someone has to be evil. Some danger has to be happening. Some evil has to be uh, uh, pushed, foisted upon an unsuspecting people who aren't smart enough, capable enough, and able enough to be able to handle it on their own. The, 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 the ideology requires a sacrifice. And there's never a limit to the supply of those things can be sacrificed, including at times people on their side. So that's number one of why you can't just let them go because they'll never stop. Number two, if you were to let them go so they could wear themselves out, remember that these people have power. And while they are wearing themselves out and we all bide our times until they just get exhausted and finally take a nap instead of this tantrum these children are throwing, what they can do and the decisions they can make make life easier for people like China and Russia, etc., which makes life far more difficult for us. So no, you can't just let them wear themselves out. But whether it's Ocasio-Cortez talking about what she thinks about racism and she knows nothing, or whether it's John Kerry talking about climate and he knows nothing, the belief system is the same. They know what's best. You're not listening. You must hate children. They know what's best. You're not listening. You're uneducated. They know what's best. You're not listening. You need to be punished. The elites used to have the common decency just to leave Americans alone. Now they want Americans to obey. As Ocasio-Cortez would say, and it's true about her, the cruelty is the point. I'm Tony Katz.